Today, this podcast is being recorded on Awabakal and Waramai land. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to remove the taboo around sex, periods and ethical non-monogamy in order to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships and lives. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a dietitian, nutritionist, sexologist, menstrual cycle guide and menstrual blood witch. If you love the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review so we can reach and empower as many sluts as possible. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to Blood Slut. (sighs) Today, I want to talk about spirituality. It's something that I haven't spoken a lot about on the podcast yet. Um... And I'm a very deeply spiritual person and I have been for several years now. And I just really want to chat about that a little bit today. I want to talk about how spirit has guided me and how spirit has given me purpose in my darkest days. How spirit and me finding spirit and connecting with spirit has... (sighs) literally saved my life it's literally saved my life that's not even an an exaggeration it has literally saved my life and changed my life and I wouldn't change that for the world as most of you know or if you're a new listener here I live with um, a few mental illnesses and uh, chronic health conditions so connecting with my spirituality has been essential I would say to my healing journey and to actually surviving and not (laughs) basically not killing myself as dark as that is um (laughs) you know it's it's the fucking truth uh I have been suicidal countless times in my life including recently this year Um, and it's something that I hope will become more and more, um, scarce in my life, I guess. But, you know, we move through those moments and with spirit guiding me, I feel held, I feel seen, I don't feel as alone. And, you know, I have a Pisces moon, so... My emotional self and my psyche is extremely uh, head in the clouds, daydreamy. Um, I have really vivid dreams a lot. I have this, you know, the, the Piscean archetype is very much a daydreaming archetype. It's a dream archetype. And I really relate to that a lot. And I also I also just relate to the kind of watery energy that comes with that because 
at the same time, you know, having your head in the clouds is like an airy feeling to it, but it's also very watery. It's like I'm I'm floating around and, and cruising and flowing around in this in this like in the cosmos really sometimes when I'm when I'm sitting in nature with spirit that's how I feel I feel like I'm floating and I can sometimes actually feel quite dissociated when I connect with spirit and that I think comes from my Pisces moon and uh, I have Pisces Saturn as well Saturn in Pisces and so that Piscean energy in me it's like when I connect with spirit it's like I I drift away with it it's like my soul wants to just like ascend and be like bye-bye goodbye human form I shall not return (laughs) that's how it feels and it's it's so weird because you know a part of me is quite grounded um I have a yeah Capricorn in my chart um, and what else is in my chart? I have, a, just so you know, I have a Libra Sun. I have a Libra Venus as well. Um, Pisces Moon, Sagittarius Rising, Sagittarius Jupiter, uh, Pisces, uh, Saturn in Pisces, like I said earlier. Um... My Pluto, I think, is what is my Pluto in? I think it actually might be in Sagittarius or Aquarius. I can't remember. And then Mercury, I think. Oh, um, Mars in Scorpio. Uh, <laughs> and Mercury must be Capricorn. I don't. My phone is filming me right now, so I can't check. But. I will let you know at some point. Anyway, that's like my chart in a nutshell. And I think I have an Aries North node. Anyway, I'm, I'm learning a lot about astrology on a deeper level at the moment. So I, I've just realized last night that I'm actually in my Saturn return at the moment. And that kicked off on the 7th of March when Saturn went into the Piscean archetype. And so into the part of the sky that is Pisces. And I'm just like whoa like that makes a lot of sense and if you watched my Instagram stories today I might make like a little highlight or something so you can go and watch it um me talking about my Saturn return I'm really feeling drawn to astrology at the moment I'm feeling really drawn to energetic work and you know I've always been very much into manifestation and energetics but last year I kind of became I kind of lost that connection a little bit Um, And that's because my mental health was really not good. And, you know, when we think about it, the more dis-ease we are feeling and the more state of dis-ease we are in, the more mental health issues we're having or whatever it is, of course, it's going to be harder to connect with spirit. That just makes sense. You know, it's going to be difficult because we're not actually present or mindful we're so absorbed by what's going on in our mind and the sensations and feelings in our physical human form in our body that it can be really difficult to connect up here because it's almost like we're too much down here 
And that's why, you know, it's really important to have this balance of ascension and dissension into the body. If dissension is a word that sounds kind of weird, (laughs) but, um, you know, it's too much, too often people get caught up in spiritual bypassing, which I spoke with my best friend Ace on a pre- in a previous episode on this. So you can go back and find that one. It's got spiritual bypassing in the title. I think it's like episode 17 or something. If you don't know what spiritual bypassing is, listen to that because too often people are trying to ascend and what they're trying to do is they're trying to escape their human form, their humanness, and they're trying to escape their human reality. And that can be really jarring and lead to a lot of repression and suppression of feelings, therefore creating dis-ease later in life because all of those unprocessed emotions and feelings are all staying stagnant in the body, in the physical body. You know, when we have like, we say that like grief might live in, you know, your hips or family trauma might live in your hips. That's a big one. You know, if you're not processing those things through somatic healing, through psychosomatic healing like EMDR or energetic work, you know, kinesiology, all those things, if you're not processing those things with usually the help of you know a therapist or someone that stuff is sitting in your body because you're too busy focusing on going up here and ascending and being with god or spirit or the universe mother nature whatever the fuck you want to say they're all the same thing right and i'm not talking about a religious Christian God when I say God when I say God I'm talking about universe I'm talking about everything we are all God we are all one we are all the universe we are the cosmos and the cosmos is us cosmos is a reflection of us we're a reflection of the cosmos so when we're up here it's very hard to process to feel our emotions, to sit with them, to be self-aware. And this is the thing. People think that being self-aware is being spiritual. Some people think that. Some people think, I'm so spiritual. I meditate five hours a day. I do yoga. I do ecstatic dance. I journal. I do this, blah, blah, blah. That's all really great. But you can't just do those things. You need to be grounding yourself in the body as well as connecting with spirit and meditating and sitting with spirit. You need to also be meditating and sitting in your physical body and being aware of your body and doing breath work. And socializing and interacting with people. Interacting with nature, not just closing your eyes and being like channeling God. It's one of those things where people, it's like an ego thing. People think it's cool to be spiritual. People think it means that you're woke. I'm using like quotations with my fingers. People think 
that it's progressive, new age, that it's cool and evolutionary to be ascending and to really connecting with your higher self and your soul. And it is to an extent, but you also need to be descending into your body, into your physical form. You need to be present with the pain you're feeling in your shoulder. You need to give it attention. You need to sit with it and nurture it and say, it's okay, I'm here. I see you. I'm acknowledging your existence. And often when you do that, you will notice the pain will sometimes actually go away. Not always, but you might notice that when you think about something emotional or a trauma or something difficult to think about, maybe the loss of a loved one or something, and you feel that and you feel and you think, where do I feel that in my body? Okay, I feel that in my left hip. I'll use an example. I was in EMDR the other week and I get this pain in my left hip only and it's not a joint issue it's not a muscular issue it's not something that I can go to the physio and it will be fixed and I know this because I am so deeply in tune with my body because I am so present with it and I know my body some people walk around their lives all day every day for 100 years that they're alive if they live that long and they're actually just ignoring this pain they're like oh I've got this pain here oh whatever I'm just old or you know I'm 30 now like it's normal to start getting joint pain or whatever no it's not (laughs) for a start if you're feeling pain yes I'm not saying that You know, it could definitely be arthritis. It could be joint issues, muscular issues, tension. It could be those things. But in some cases, it is literally just the emotion. So perhaps you've been processing some emotions and it's going into that part of your body for whatever reason. What happens when we process emotions in therapy, kinesiology, Reiki, whatever we're doing to heal. If we're present and we bring things up to the surface. Quite often, those things, the next layer is for them to go into the physical body. So you've got the emotion, you've processed it, you've started looking at it, it's over here goes into the physical body and then you'll feel pain or discomfort and it might go away on its own or it might not. You might have to sit with it. You might have to be with it. So back to what I was saying. I was in therapy last week. I was feeling a lot of things about my mum. This is before I'd reconnected with my mum only a couple of weeks ago. This is about three weeks ago. I was sitting there in therapy 
I was laying actually, I lay on the couch for EMDR and close my eyes. It's really nice and relaxing sometimes. And, you know, I started getting this hip pain last year and I started realizing a connection. I started seeing that this pain in my left hip was related to my family trauma and the issues that I'd been having with my parents. Last year, as a lot of you know, I was grieving my relationship with my mum. We didn't speak for over a year and it was killing me. I was grieving our relationship. I didn't know if we were ever going to be friends again. Me and my mum. I didn't know if she was ever going to take if she was ever going to take accountability or if she was ever going to change because I cut her off. And then I also had issues with my dad last year. I've always had issues with him to be honest, but I started addressing them more strongly last year. And so some days I would wake up and this hip would just be sore and I would actually stretch it. I would do some some yoga, some yin yoga or just some stretching and it would actually aggravate it, which didn't make sense because the stretches I were doing were very gentle. I know my body that usually wouldn't hurt my hip like that. My other hip was fine. I knew I didn't have an injury there and I've never had an injury there. So I was like, this isn't chronic pain because I live with chronic pain and I know the difference. (laughs) Chronic pain for me is there every day. This hip was only flaring up every now and then. And it started becoming less and less. The more EMDR therapy I did on my dad and my mum, and processing those relationships and the traumas from my childhood and from now the less I started getting this hip pain and I was like, wait a second. I remembered back to when I was 15 and my mum took me to see a Bowen therapist for the first time in my hometown of Gunnedah, a country town in New South Wales, Australia. That's where I grew up. And I had this incredible Bowen therapist. I had a lot of anger issues when I was younger and she would always say to me throughout the session, she'd be like, there is so much shit so much stuck emotion in your hips and that's related to your family and so I've known this for 15 years you know that family shit gets stuck in your hips and this is like it's around your root your root chakra right the base your root your foundation your family your lineage And I said to my uh, my psychologist, like when this was happening in therapy and we were doing, you know, this processing and I said, my hips started hurting as soon as I started talking about my mum. And I was laying down, so I wasn't in an awkward sitting position. Like usually my hip wouldn't hurt if I was laying down because it's quite relaxed. But it suddenly started trying to get my attention. And so my psychologist and I decided that we would actually zone in on that area and do some EMDR sets, focusing 
on that hip pain in particular, which we haven't really done a lot of before. We haven't really done a lot of focusing on the physical sensations while I'm doing the processing with the bilateral stimulation. I've mostly focused on, you know, visual memory stuff. So that was interesting. And the hip pain started to go away in the session because I was giving it attention. It just wanted to be seen. It wanted to be witnessed. Isn't that incredible that our bodies communicate with us like that? It's the same with our wombs as well. If you're getting a lot of period pain, you know, If you're getting really moody and your PMS is quite bad, that's not normal. Capitalism and Western medicine tells us that it's normal, but it's not. It's our womb screaming for us to be like, hello, I am here. You are a cyclical being. Please, please acknowledge me. Please. Please give me attention. Please, you're eating these foods that aren't nourishing me. Please, you're doing this vigorous exercise. You're forcing yourself to go to the gym while I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shedding my lining. What are you doing? You need to savor your energy right now. You need to rest. You need to tune in with spirit and listen to your intuition. Why aren't you listening to me? Our bodies are always communicating with us. And growing up in the Western world, that is not something we're taught. And you know, I sat down to podcast today. I was meant to be cleaning today, but I woke up feeling absolutely fucked. And it was because I went and sat at the beach last night on a rock with no one around, it was very peaceful, but also intense. And I hadn't done this in a while because I've been on autopilot and I've been hyperfixing on moving and I've been, you know, going really fast and not pausing and sitting in nature. And I sat there without my phone not listening to music, not listening to a podcast, sitting there in silence on this rock, looking over the beautiful ocean and the rock pools and the sun setting sky. And I said, I asked spirit, what, what are you doing to me? Why has my life been so fucked? Why do I feel so misunderstood? Why do I feel so alone? Why do I feel like I can't connect with friends? Why do I feel like I can't connect with new people coming into my life? Why do I have no desire to make new friends or to hang out with my friends? Why do I feel this intense hermit energy and this intense loneliness? Why? Like what what is happening? And then it hit me that I was in my Saturn return And that I'm going through, you know, we're in eclipse season at the moment. Mercury's in retrograde. 
that's a fucking intense energetic time everything's like vibrating so when I feel into astrology and I feel into the energetics of you know what's happening in the cosmos if I can say it in that way I I feel things more than see things I sometimes see things as in like kind of like a vision I guess but I I struggle a little bit with visualization sometimes so I feel things and what I felt was this zing of energy this like it's like all these particles like going like this like this really fast and I was like oh this is so intense and I looked at the water when I started, I was speaking out loud, by the way, at the beach, like a fucking weirdo, um, just being like, help me, <laughs> like looking at the fucking sky, help me, help me, I need some guidance, I'm so fucking confused what I'm doing with my career, what am I doing with my life, like, I want to, I think I want to take this other career path now, but like, I've, I've done all this work, and I've got this business, and like, what am I doing, like, why am I not, like, what is happening, and the water and the wind started to pick up and the water was rippling really fast. And I, I dissociated completely from my fucking body. I was still there. But what happened was, I, I don't know exactly. You can never know exactly when it comes to the spiritual realm. But spirit dropped into me. I don't know if it was a spirit guide or my higher self just completely taking over my psyche. It was almost like being possessed, but in a really good way. That's the easiest way to explain it. And I started like speaking in tongue. I think if you don't know what uh, tongue is, it's like another word for it is light language. Um, I'll speak to that in a bit. I don't want to lose my train of thought. So I was speaking in tongue and I was like, fuck, I'm in my satin return you know, it just hit me. And then I felt so, I wasn't in my body. Gem was like somewhere else. Like my human form didn't exist for that moment. Like it did in this plane, but I was up here in the energetic spiritual plane. I was not down here anymore. I was up here and I felt this extreme dissociation, but I just surrendered to it. And I sat And I got these downloads. And then I came back into my body and I felt that moment, that gem came back. <laughs> and I was like, well, and I'm not that like shocked or surprised by it because I've had countless spiritual encounters, experiences like that. That one was really beautiful and it just showed me that I need to fucking drag myself to the beach more, um, which isn't always easy for me because of migraine and, and stuff. But I'm about to move up north and I'm moving right next to the beach, like a block, like half a block from the beach. I'm going to be living like a minute walk, one minute walk. So I'm going to be able to do this all the time. But I live about a 20 minute drive from the beach now, so... I don't get there a lot because, you know, my life's busy, quote unquote, B 
busy, capitalism just infiltrating my brain, productivity narrative, blah, blah, blah. But I forgot like my complete like train of thought here and why I was telling you this story. Oh yeah, I woke up feeling like shit. That's where I was going. So I think what happened was because I created space for me to actually be silent and to actually connect and ascend, like I created a safe space to ascend and still kind of stay present in my body a little bit. I think, you know, that's why I woke up feeling fucked. I also had an EMDR session yesterday morning, which was pretty intense. And so those two things combined, I woke up for work this morning. Like for those of you who don't know, I have a small domestic cleaning business um, that I do, you know, two days a week and Fridays are my cleaning day, which is when I'm recording this. And I woke up, my alarm went off at 8.15 and usually I wake up before my alarm. Usually I wake up about, you know, quarter to eight, seven thirty, and I was in this really deep sleep and I had this really vivid dream about um it was actually I was actually like sexually violated in the dream. And you know, I woke up with this horrible migraine, like very different to my typical migraine. It was I felt really, really nauseous. I nearly vomited. Um, my gut was like, and like, I was like, so tired. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to go to work for like six hours today? How am I going to clean for six hours? Which is very like physically taxing. My body is hurting. So I've just started doing my physio exercises again for my, my shoulders and my neck. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Like I feel fucked. And I just felt like when I feel this buildup of nausea and like a migraine like that, I know it's a a PTSD migraine. It's like an emotional migraine. It's like a trauma release migraine. (laughs) Yes, that's a fucking thing. It's a thing. This is actually the main cause of my migraine is my trauma. So I, I sat on the stairs And I text my client and I said, I just need an hour to like rest and then I'll come. And she said, no, like, don't worry about coming today. It's fine. So I canceled my other client. And then my partner walks in the door. My partner had gone to work. It's their last day of work today before we move. Like they're resigning, they're quitting their job that they've been at for years. So like all this change, right? (laughs) Bloody eclipse season. And they walk in the door and I look at them and I was like, waiting for myself to cry and then as soon as they walked in the door I felt safe enough to release and I started crying and they were like oh honey and then they had to go take a shit and like then they came in and like comforted me and then they had to go back for work but they literally just came home to take a shit like right at that time like divine timing to take a shit am I right um before they went over to their first job for the day and they were like, you know, we've got this. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to go for beautiful walks every morning. Like, cause I'm quitting cleaning completely and they're quitting their job. And we're literally both just going to be like living off like, you know, like Centrelink payments. I'm going to be making money from this business, but, um, that's what Brody's going to be doing. Uh, cause like we're both disabled. So yeah, it's like, <laughs> really exciting and I was just like I had to have that cry and then I felt 
better. And that happens to me a lot. And you might notice that with yourself as well is that, you know, if you get like a headache or like feel like really exhausted or fucked or really anxious and then or depressed even, then you have a huge cry, you have like a big emotional release and then you're like, oh, and then you feel so good. And like, I feel so good now. Like I still have a migraine. Um, so physically, I don't feel the best, but emotionally and mentally, I feel a lot better. And like, look at my little happy knee going, my little stimmy knee. Um, like, isn't that amazing that our bodies can do that, that when we need to push something out to release some old baggage or some old stagnant crap, our body will be like, here's a migraine here's some pain, here's some nausea or some anxiety, here's a wave of suicidal ideation and now we're going to release it and then you're going to come out the other side. It's like that whole concept of you crumble to the ground before you come out better than before, you know. You have a massive menti B or an existential crisis And then you feel through it and you cry and you hate your life and you feel fucked. And then you come out and you're like, yep, I'm ready. Step into the next version of myself. Like that's how we grow. That's how humans develop emotionally with our emotional intelligence. It's how we mature. It's how we step into the next chapter, the next version of ourselves and our lives is through pain and suffering. And I don't fucking know why it's like that. That's just how this world is. It's how this physical plane of existence is. And the whole point of me recording this episode, not that there was a clear point, to be honest, was to talk about my spiritual experience. And I've just like gone on a huge tangent, but I hope you really got something valuable from that. I want to talk about my first spiritual awakening, which is actually where I was going to start this episode. But I mean, I'm not one to plan things (laughs) unless it's like I'm educating a group of people or like a workshop or something. Obviously, I'm going to plan. But when I'm podcasting or when I go on my stories on Instagram, I don't usually really plan what I'm going to say. It's just a stream of consciousness. It's just what's true for me in that moment. I just say it and I love that about me and that's just who I am. I'm not one to plan things and structure them perfectly. That just doesn't feel authentic for me. And I'm not saying that for people who do that, it's wrong, but this is just for me personally. I think that's probably because I have a lot of, I have water and air in my chart. Um... And a bit of fire. And a little bit of earth. But I think that fiery passion from my Sagittarius rising coupled with the air water signs is like a beautiful mix of passion and flow. And and my Scorpio Mars is like such a bad bitch. Like I'm so fierce when it comes to communication and it's taken me a long time to fall into that. But once, you know, I'm, I'm such an assertive communicator now to the point where it's just like second nature. I don't need to think about being assertive. It just happens. And I've noticed that a lot recently with just like phone calls. 
like I've been trying to find a new acupuncturist in Coffs Harbour. If anyone has any recommendations, let me know. But, and I was talking, I caught a couple of them and they were both men, like cis men. And I was like, hey, like, this is the technique I'm looking for. Do you do this? Like, this is what I'm getting treated for. Can you help me? Blah, blah, blah. And they were just like really defensive and weird with their like replies to what I was saying. It was really strange. I mean, typical for retrograde, right, with communication malfunctions. But I was just like, um, that's not odd. Like I just spoke back so assertively and I didn't even think about it. And I was kind of surprised by myself. I was like, wait, was that rude? Then I was like, no, it wasn't. I just said what I wanted to say because that's what they were doing. They weren't being polite or you know, for the sake of it, they're actually being a little bit rude themselves. I was like giving it back to them, but not in a rude way. And that is such an incredible skill to have. And I'm so proud of myself for being so assertive and committing so wholeheartedly to self-respect and to telling people what I'm really thinking it's so easy to be passive aggressive and to be passive and to be aggressive it's easy to do those things if someone says something that you don't like and you aren't self-aware then what are you going to do you're probably going to project your own insecurities pain misunderstanding discomfort onto that person you might do that aggressively you might yell at them you might be like no that's not right like when trans people are like hey we're just trans like we're not (laughs) we're not groomers we're not um filthy perverted fucks like you think we are like drag queens are not grooming people but then all these like right-wing fuckheads are like you're grooming our children, you're reading them story time books and you're grooming them because you're a drag queen. It's like, where's your point? Do you realize that you're projecting right now? Do you realize that you're actually, like what you're saying makes zero sense, like logically? Like they have zero emotional intelligence and self-awareness They to the point where they don't even realize that they are projecting their own own discomfort their own self-disgust their own insecurity or potentially closeted queerness or closeted transness they're projecting that onto our community and those people can get fucked um (laughs) That was a tangent, but self-awareness, look, wokeness does not equal self-awareness. True wokeness does, even though personally that word has lost its flair, to be honest, for me. Wokeness, people throw that around willy-nilly, especially these right-wing motherfuckers. They will be like, the woke people, the woke, the wokes are fucked, the wokes are broken, whatever they want to say, you know. Okay, but like, what is wokeness? Just because you're trans or queer or 
like left-wing liberal doesn't mean you're woke. There's actually a lot of people that I know who are queer, trans, left-wing in my communities who say they're woke and who give off woke energy, but they're not. I know they're not self-aware. I know they don't have emotional intelligence. That's what wokeness is. Wokeness at its core and progressiveness is literally being non-judgmental it's being understanding of everyone's individual experience it's finding that balance between the ascension and the descension it's not spiritual bypassing it's not bypassing anything I just find it interesting how they group us all together and they're like oh yeah they're a bunch of works but you don't even know what the meaning of that word is. I just find that really strange. But back to my spiritual awakening story. So when I was, how old would I have been? 23 or 24? Probably 23. So about four or five years ago, I I was living in a cute little house in Hamilton. If you're familiar with Newcastle, Australia, Hamilton is this gorgeous little old suburb. There's a lot of um, Italian people who live there, a lot of wogs (laughs) um, who live there. It's like beautiful old homes. Um, It's got a lot of character. And I was living across the road from my boyfriend at the time. And he was a stoner. He was really hot. We had really hot sex. Our relationship for the most part was relatively okay and kind of healthy sometimes. Um, We were definitely both closeted non-monogamous. And we did, you know, I guess we were technically ethically non-monogamous because we did have a couple of threesomes with one of my friends and he slept with a couple of people when I went overseas um, that was all like, like, uh, ethical kind of, um, and that relationship started feeling really bland and boring for me. I was doing my nutrition placement at the hospital, uh, the John Hunter hospital here, um, in New Lambton Heights and I was loving it. I had a good routine. I was feeling my social life was really good. I was feeling really happy and fit. I was going to yoga most days. Um, I started doing acro yoga. I started doing primal yoga. I started, I started dancing. Uh, I started like reconnecting with dance. I used to be a dancer in primary school, and you know, I I, I was starting to get more self confidence, and I realized that. I wasn't happy in my relationship and that he was never going to change. He was never going to stop smoking weed. He was never going to get his shit together. He was never going to, probably never going to go to a psychologist and sort through his own childhood trauma of, you know, his abusive dad and and whatever. And so I was, I was feeling, you know, I started that's around the time I started connecting um to spirituality probably started really through yoga and through breath work and through listening to podcasts and reading books. Um my bone therapist actually suggested 
this book called um, Anatomy of the Spirit. I actually still haven't finished it. And, you know, it's it's a bit intense. <laughs> it's very dense. And I loved the book. I thought it was really eye-opening and I was like, oh, wow. Like it was talking about, it talks a lot about dis-ease and how basically what I've spoken about for the first half of this episode about how when we don't address physical uh, sensations in our body, when we don't actually process our emotions, when we bury it, when we suppress, when we repress, it causes, you know, disease. And I'm not saying it's the only cause of these things, but heart disease, cancer, arthritis, any kind of chronic health condition can be caused by unprocessed emotional shit, unprocessed grief, unprocessed anger and rage and resentment. Resentment's a huge one. Jealousy, like all these things, right, can cause you to end up with chronic health conditions. And I was like, wow, this book is like really eye-opening. And I was still living with migraine at this point. I still had mental illness and obviously ADHD. But I was coping. I was taking um, antidepressants for a little bit, which really helped me get back on track. I was also taking Ritalin for a little bit, which I ended up stopping. But in May, so literally this time, this exact time now, four years ago, 2019, 2021, four years ago, I was completing my placement at the John. I was probably in the middle of it. It was a nine, nine week placement, 19 week. It was quite long. It was nine weeks. And I went over to my boyfriend's house. He lived across the road, remember? So I walked over and I broke up with him and I said, I'm not happy in this relationship. Um, this is going to be awkward because he literally lives across the road, but bye, I'm out, you know? And that was really when I started having a proper spiritual awakening. I have this beautiful big bedroom in this beautiful old Hamilton house with this beautiful grassy backyard, beautiful front veranda, wooden floorboards, like... It had all this beautiful architecture, like, you know, the statues on the side of the wall, like in the archways down the hallway, like those big old, like European homes. And I was not sad about the breakup. I didn't feel like I lost anything. I feel like I gained my life back. And although me and my ex-boyfriend, we did sleep together on and off after the breakup, which was a bit toxic at times. I focused on my healing and I started looking at money work. I started looking at my money blocks, money limiting beliefs from that I, de- um, that I had developed, taken on from my mum in particular. Um, I started to take money a lot more seriously and look at it through a more energetic lens And I started to connect with my spirit guides. I started to connect with my higher self. So your higher self is just like your soul or your spirit. So I use those three interchangeably a lot. So that's what I'm saying just to make that clear. I started, like I said, reading that book. I started doing tarot readings. My 
beautiful um, friendship group at the time, which was a close-knit group of women, we would all go to the beach and do moon rituals and I started connecting with the moon cycle. We started doing burning ceremonies for the full moon and going for naked beach swims under the full moon. Um, We'd all do tarot readings and oracle card readings for each other. I, I bought my crow deck and that was a huge initiation for me because that revealed to me that my spirit animal is the raven or the crow which are basically the same bird but we only have ravens here in Australia so yeah I I felt really connected to them and I was like like that's why I felt drawn to buying this deck and it felt dark and it felt edgy but I bought it and I was like yeah this feels like really good um so yeah I was like holy fuck this is amazing. I've just discovered this whole new world. And that's when I started listening to sexology podcasts and started learning about sexology. And I was like, oh my God, I have to study this, but I'm going to obviously finish nutrition because I'm in my final year now. And I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but all I know is I want to be a sex therapist one day. And there's definitely a part of me that still has interest in doing that, but we'll see. Hey, so I had this massive spiritual awakening and I got my marina taken out, which is like a little hormonal contraceptive device, if I can call it that, or thing that goes into your uterus to prevent ovulation. And I didn't bleed for a long time and I felt really disconnected from my from my cycle. And so I got that out and my, my bleed came back and... Uh, I had less pain with sex because the marina caused me a lot of uh, painful intercourse and it also caused me a lot of like discomfort in general, like cramping and like a lot of bleeding when I first got it in and it was just this whole ordeal. And yeah, then I I got that out and that was the last time I ever put a hormonal contraceptive in my body and no shade to anyone who chooses to do that. Obviously, it's your body, but I'm quite, I would say I'm quite anti-hormonal contraception um I understand that yeah obviously some people need it to treat their medical conditions or they need it for contraception that's their choice but for me personally I will never ever put anything like that in my body again um I now use the fertility awareness method and I also just use condoms when I I know I might be when I know I'm fertile if we do choose to have intercourse um but I Yeah, I honestly just, I started living more cyclically. I started tracking my cycle. I met this beautiful woman at yoga who I talked to about getting my marina out and she became, she became a friend and uh, I did a couple of her workshops where, and a, a women's circle where she, um, taught me a lot about fertility awareness she taught me a lot about uh, living cyclically and about the menstrual cycle and that was really my initiation into menstrual cycle work and becoming a menstrual cycle guide and you know for a long time I I didn't really talk about it with a lot of people you know I mostly kept it to myself and was just talking about sex and nutrition and then I started bringing that to my Instagram and you know, I started doing all these things and it was just really cool to see how connecting with spirit had also 
improved my life and improved the way and changed the way that I looked at my my cyclical body I felt really in alignment with everything at this point in my life and everything just felt easy and cruisy and I still had challenges obviously and struggles living with you know chronic health conditions but you know I was managing everything well and I was certainly healing and I remember doing a lot of journaling and a lot of introspection and a lot of sitting with limiting beliefs a lot of sitting with my trauma and I was also seeing a psychologist at this point but I hadn't started EMDR yet and I started doing a bit of like uh, EFT tapping I think at this point and I started doing a lot of yin yoga uh, especially at night I started oh my god I, I just started prioritizing myself and I started learning how to communicate better I started I start I think I stopped drinking as much as well and I stopped smoking weed because I noticed it was affecting my anxiety I would literally I had like I said I had a massive bedroom so I would I had I started creating altars and I started putting my crystals in different bits and bobs on my altar and then I would also play I started playing with my menstrual blood and exploring that and I started uh, I would set up like a little circle or a little like mini altar on the floor in my room and I would put on beautiful music and I would dance around and I would reprogram my brain and I would like so I would write out all my living beliefs on one page in my journal and then on another page and then I would burn that and then on another page I would write out the new beliefs and the new things that I wanted to believe about myself and I would like read them out over and over again I would move through jealousy and resentment and all different things around it walking around a circle and like I would obviously like cleanse using like smoke I used to use sage back then Ugh, don't use that now obviously because of cultural appropriation but yeah I would like cleanse the space and drink lots of tea and I started drinking cacao and Oh, it's just such a beautiful time in my life and I'm really excited to get back there to like not live like I'm living now because I'm I'm tired of rushing from one thing to another. I'm tired of trying to fit so many things into one day. I just want to flow. I just want I want to create a life where I have a loose but disciplined structure. And then within that, I can just flow around and cruise and create and, you know, cleaning has been wonderful for me and I'm very blessed and I'm very proud of myself for starting that business and it gave me a lot of financial security. It gave me a lot of confidence in myself. I proved to myself that I can have, I can run a successful business all by myself and and my clients were very happy with my work, you know, I, I was good at what I did. And so now, you know, the skills that I've learned from that, I'm putting into this business. And I've had a lot of imposter syndrome to work through in Gem Campbell Nutrition and Sexology, which is the name of my business. And, you know, I've, I'm still working through that every single day and... I'm really excited to teach more of you and I actually have an exciting announcement. I don't have the date or the name of the event yet, but I'm hosting a free event and it's either going to 
going to go for like a couple of hours or it's going to go over like a couple of days or three days. I'm not sure yet. Um, but yeah, the free event is going to be for anyone can come along uh, as long as you're an adult, like it's 18 plus, obviously. Um, and I'm going to teach you all about how to connect to your pussy and your cock in the most intimate way, because a lot of us, you know, walk around on autopilot. We're not present. We're rushing. We have sex. We move on. We masturbate. We move on. We're not being deeply present with our sensual and our sexual self and our slutty self. And so I want to teach you how to do that. That's something that I really enjoy teaching. I love teaching self-seduction. I love teaching self-love. I love teaching self-worship. And so I am going to be teaching you how to worship your genitals, how to worship your vulva and your penis and your testicles. I'm going to teach you how to worship those taboo parts of your body and to feel more confident and liberated in your sex life and within yourself. And I'm so excited to be able to offer you this for free. This feels really exciting and it's actually my first free online event ever because um, mostly I'm, you know, on Instagram talking, I'm on the podcast talking, you know, the podcast has been my main focus for the last six months or so. So I'm really excited. I, I love hosting things you know I've hosted uh two successful um circles now at my old house in Cahiba that were really beautiful and I'm definitely going to be traveling around a bit in my van hosting those in different places so make sure that you know to stay in the loop with all these things make sure you're listening to the podcast you subscribe so you don't miss an episode make sure you're always reading the show notes of every episode because there's always going to be information there for you and like links and things to sign up for things um and then also make sure you follow me on instagram and tiktok at the blood slut um what else what else what else oh yeah make sure you sign up to my email community you can do that um through my website there's a link to my website in the show notes or in the in the youtube description and yeah through that you can sign up and then you'll get emails from me and you will know what's up and what's going on and I don't just send out a bunch of marketing emails. I do send a lot of like intimate um, conversations and I love to write. Um, I've always loved writing. So I, I do love to send you beautiful um, written gems <laughs> uh, that you can read through that might inspire you and give you some more insight into how I am as successful as I am and how I am as confident as I am in myself how I've become who I am with all the barriers, the trauma, the mental illness, the chronic conditions that I've faced, how I am here right now speaking to you, how I have my own podcast, how I have two successful businesses. So yeah, and like also to just like guide you more back to yourself and to your spirit and to your intuition because whether you're a spiritual person or not, listening to that inner voice is so important and you might not call it your higher self but we all have that inner voice we all have that intuitive voice and I think people who maybe aren't spiritual and aren't connected to spirit I just don't think they've accessed that voice 
And I don't think they've actually created space for that. And that's okay if that's their choice, if that's what they want to do. But yeah, if if you, you know, haven't had a spiritual awakening yet, if you're not feeling like the spiritual realm is for you or you're not feeling connected in that way, I do invite you to just give it a go, you know, just sit in nature somewhere and just tune in and just talk out loud to the universe and just say, hey, I'm ready now. I'm interested, like communicate with me, talk to me. And I don't know, maybe some people don't have, like maybe that's not accessible to them. I don't know. But a lot of the people in my community and field and in my life are spiritual. Uh, So maybe I'm in a bit of an echo chamber, but honestly, spirituality looks differently for everyone and not not necessarily all spiritual people can speak in tongue like I do. That's just something I think that some people just can do. Um, But yeah, if you have any questions about this stuff or you're a bit confused, you can always just message me or email me. Um, I know this podcast episode is a little bit different to what I usually talk about, but it just felt true today and thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe and please it'd be really great if you could review and rate the podcast on your favorite podcasting app so that we can get pushed up in the algorithm and reach more people it really means a lot to me and it really helps out my small podcast that is going to be very big in the future I know it is and I'm feeling really confident in that and remember you can book sex nutrition coaching uh, sessions with me um the links in the show notes are all of that and I've recently launched a package option which I'm really excited about for the sex and nutrition coaching hybrid and the sex coaching on its own so this package includes six sessions that go for one and a half hours I forget how much the package is but you can uh, you do have an option for a payment plan if you would like to use a payment plan you just have to send me an email um and we can discuss it Or you can just book a a free 15-minute alignment call. Uh, Again, all the links to all of that is in the show notes. And if you have any questions, send me an email. My email is gem at iamawildgem.com. The email is also in the show notes. My Instagram is at thebloodslut. And so is my TikTok. And I will see you next week. Bye.